This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 198 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one's dedicated to the world of UFC. Um, if this is the first time you've ever stumbled across us, you can get us on iTunes, Fight Disciples. Just search us out there. Uh, you can also get your Android feed if you're uh, not an Apple user uh, via our website, fightdisciples.com. We're also all over social media, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. I thoroughly encourage you to do that uh, because this is the month of May. It is the month of Darren Till. And uh, as we build up towards the next May bank holiday here in the UK, there will be plenty of video interview footage from everybody connected to the world of UFC Liverpool, including the big gorilla himself. All right. So make sure uh, you're all over our social media channels so you can get your hit of uh, that big left hand. Uh, now then, this weekend, it's, it's nice actually to actually have something to preview because for the last two weeks, we've been fucking scratching our heads as to what to talk about. It's all been about news stories, I suppose. I know that there's been other uh, uh, franchises doing stuff in the world of MMA, but I'm going to be honest with you, right? And if this is the first time you've ever come across us, it's all about the UFC for us. We're all about the Champions League. Yeah. Seeing as that I dropped that in Did there. Did you see Horiguchi's knockout of Ian McCullough on right? Nine seconds. Wee Man, that was a smoke show. Nine seconds, Shit, what man. What a punch that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Ian McCall as well, but shit. Mm. Shit. Talking about uh, Japanese Japanese uh, franchise there. at the weekend. Look at you. That's how hardcore this man is, yeah? He didn't just edit the fucking big magazines for no reason. They don't put him on the BT Sports for nothing. He knows about his Japanese MMA, this kid. It's funny watching Ryzen now, though, because it's funny seeing MMA in a boxing ring. It's Because you don't see it. I used to watch it quite a lot, looking at all prior videos and whatever else, but you don't really see it much anymore. Mm. I know one I've just gone back to using the ring, or he did for a recent show. Did you, it's still weird seeing MMA in a boxing ring now. Did you see that cartwheel uh, heel knockout? That kid that fucking, it's like he's doing a forward roll. And just flings his heel over the top. But he flings his heel over the top, lands it fucking bang on the chin, knocks the kid straight out. It's like something out of Predator or something. It's weird. It was, uh, there was a UFC guy that used to try that in every fight, Brian Ebersol. Guy who shaved, a, shaved his chest there into a big arrow pointing towards his own chin. To lure people in, but he used to start the fight with a cartwheel. It was fucking absolutely shocking. Like it was like I did it. That's how poor it was. But he used to he used to try and unload one of them. Funny, <laughs> weird. Anyway, as I said, it's nice to talk about some half decent stuff. Um, we're going to Brazil uh, this weekend for another UFC pay per view. We're excited about it, but there's a couple of other things that we just like to ta- tap into before we get stuck into obviously talking about Amanda Nunes and uh, Raquel Pennington. And obviously, Jack Ray's back in action this weekend in his home country. Anyway, Eddie Alvarez is where I want to start this week's show, mate. Mm-hmm. Eddie Alvarez, I'm not fighting until I get a new deal. I love this. I love player power. That's what I love. I love it when people have a scrap with their employer, Yeah. when they call their employer out. Obviously, there's quite a lot of fights that are being rumoured for Eddie Alvarez at this moment in time. Dustin Poirier, it's a great knock. Love to see that knock. Absolutely love to see it. Nate Diaz, his name's been thrown around. Eddie Alvarez is going, I ain't having any of this until you start showing me the money. He's right, though, isn't he? Come on, man. I think he's in his stripes, Eddie Alvarez. I mean, yeah, he's man, been a world champion at fucking all sorts of different... Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's, um, I've seen that Dana White was in Philly for the NBA, Philly Celtics game, um, and apparently they had dinner together or whatever, so uh, it will get sorted out. Eddie Alvarez, too much of a fan favourite not to get a new deal, but... Um, 
you know, he, he realizes this is probably the last deal of his career. I'm guessing. So, so it's got to be right. It's got to be a good one. It's got to be right. You got to get the right cheddar, of course. But then you need the right dance partners to make it. You know. So well, I'm hearing that they are fancying uh, Nate Diaz for August, man. I think, they, I think they'd offered Nate a lot though. They've offered Nate fucking all kinds of stuff. Well, Nate's starting to make noises now on social media that Finally. he's up, that he's up for it. Yeah, and that's what we all want because they've realized now that the, the Conor McGregor fight for Nate's gone. I think unless Nate comes back and wins in spectacular fashion. Nate is not a big enough draw for Con- for them to make the kind of money Conor needs right now. So they they're obviously saying to Nate, "Listen, come back, beat Alvarez, yeah, and then that sets it up. That gives you the opportunity to get on the mic and rock the mic." That's the thing in it. Get on the mic, man, because he's brilliant at it. He does sound like he's been punching the face far too many times. But let's just get on the mic, or maybe smokes a little bit too much. Let's just the, say the problem is, can he beat Eddie Alvarez? That's that's the issue. It, de- it depends on how the fight plays out, man. I don't know. I don't know. When was the last time Nate made lightweight? Do you know what I mean? It's like he, has, he hasn't done lightweight for so long as well. Mm. And as a lightweight, he hasn't got a great record as a lightweight. He was, you know, he was struggling to be a top ten lightweight. Mm. So, I don't know. It'd be uh, be interesting to see what they kind of do with Nate. But uh, Nate clearly wants to be in the Conor McGregor business, but Nate isn't the right person for Conor McGregor right now. Have you noticed that my girl's taking the backwards step, Joanna? Yep. Tisha Torres. July. She had to though. She's got to rebuild after two after two, you know, all encompassing defeats. What? She's got to go away. All encompassing defeats. She got smoked and the, you know, the second one was arguable. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Joanna had to go away and not even and, I can and, defend and, that. Exactly, yeah. She had to go away and, and, and relook at the whole thing because she went into the first fight too arrogant, and for me, she went into the second fight too arrogant as well. She never Don't done stop the hating. What's up with you? I'm not hating on. I'm just saying she needs, She's potentially. She's a great fighter, but she didn't give Rose the the respect she deserved twice. Mm. So she deserves to go to the back of the queue. What did you make of the Tisha Torres fight? It's the right fight for Joanna to look spectacular and come back with a win. That's exactly what I thought. Of course it is. That's why they've put it in with Tisha Torres. So mm. if she'll obliterate. Yeah. Okay. But Tisha's a, a, a you know a strong wrestler, so she needs to hone that part of the game. There won't be any wrestling, mate. No, there won't be. This, it'll just be a tattoo fest. Yeah. Um, Gunnar Nelson out of Liverpool, as we already know. We told you about this last yeah. week, but check this out. Check what I mean. Have they got the replacement? Well, check this. It's not been announced yet. You know more than me. It's not been announced. It's not. Okay. Fi- it's not official. I'm just talking. You know what I mean? I like internet rumors. I like. I like fucking social media rumors. This is a beautiful thing about the UFC, right? If you follow enough fighters on Instagram and, and Twitter. You can start placing narratives together, basically. Yeah. Neil Magny needs a knock, yeah? Yeah. Masvidal. Masvidal has approached the UFC and said he'll do it, but because of the period of time now that he would have to end up chopping weight, he needs a catch weight. And they're thinking about it, so I'm told. That'd be brilliant. Jorge Masvidal. That'd be a great replacement. Bring him to Liverpool. Of course, because that's set. Have him washed and bring him and put him in a cage in front of me. Exactly, because I don't think Gunnar Nelson or Neil Magny step stand stand up as a legit opponent. If listen, if you beat Wonderman, then you ain't gonna. You know, chances are the interim title fight's gonna be defended. So one of those guys is on paper got to fight Woodley next. That's, I still truly believe if if Darren Till wins in spectacular fashion, he might get the Woodley fight first. But there's an interim title fight taking place, obviously. Um, so you would think that... That's RDA and uh, Covington. Covington. So you'd think that if when Till wins in Liverpool, he's still going to need another com- fight. I love the confidence here. Absolutely love it's it. The only way to be. 
Um, when? When, yeah. He, he's going to need another fight before the opportunity to fight for the title comes up. And what better way to do it than put someone like Masvidal, who, st- who stands up as a as a final eliminator type opponent, mm. in against Magny. Don't get me wrong, I think Neil Magny's quality. And if, again, if Neil Magny beats Masvidal, then Neil Magny stands up as a legit next opponent for Darren Till as well. So um, I kind of like, if this fight can come off, I like it better than mm. Magny versus Gunnar Nelson. Mm. Uh, another thing uh, that I've learned this week from listening to uh, other uh, programs and listening to other podcasts and following narratives on social media is re- regarding our boy uh, Michael Bispin. Um, Bispin is still having a nosy at a one more retirement fight, yeah. But he has come out and categorically said that it will not be at 185 pounds. Oh, okay. He's currently knocking about at 225 pounds, and he there says, "I'm not." We go. I said, "I'm not making that cut again." Tony, 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 Bell, you. Uh, so Michael Could happen, 205. Michael Bispin's looking uh, to step up and do it at light heavy. I mean, the noises that he's making are people like uh, Alexander uh, Gustafsson and people like that. Well, Gustafsson, I've heard, is is pretty much nailed on to be fighting Rockhold. Yeah. Rockhold's going to move up and fight Gustafsson at 205. And it's an interim belt. Yeah. They're doing it for an interim belt. Wow. So basically, Bispin has started making noises about going to that weight category because he knows that Rockhold... started up there, don't well, forget. He, yeah, of course he did. One tough at that weight. He knows that uh, Rockhold's going there and part of what he's he's been saying on his own particular podcast is that uh, if uh, the last guy that I knocked out... He doesn't refer to him as Luke Rockhold. He goes, if the last guy that I knocked out wins that interim belt, and don't get me wrong, that's fucking tough against Alex. Gustafton will paste Rockhold everywhere. But let's just say he catches him with a lucky one, right? Yeah. And if Rockhold... Is the interim champ. Bispin's basically, shot. Bispin's basically saying, I am fucking ready all day long. Get me ready. Two-weight world champ. Because DC ain't coming back. No. So therefore, not. that'll just get upgraded and it'll just be for a full world title the next yeah. time out. And you know what? I love the fact that these, Luke Rockhold, these guys are moving up. Bispin for the light heavyweight championship. Who, th- who saw that coming? I know, but let's see, let's see if the tune changes... You know, I know it's all gone very quiet, but let's see if if they say John Jones is actually cleared to fight again. Let's see how many of these middleweights want to move up to light. Oh, he's gone up to heavy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's uh, what's the date on that um, Rockhold uh, Gustafsson? I haven't seen any particular things of when it. W- I haven't seen a date, what, but I know rumor? they're talking about two twenty. Is it the August one? Seven. It might be, or is it the Calgary one? Maybe it's the Calgary one. Yeah. Um, but I know I definitely read the headline about it. They're saying that it was de- it was it Nailed was being on. talked about when it was going to happen. Yet, so uh, just on that, by the way, Rockhold and Gustafsson, it is a fantastic knock. But from what I've seen of Rockhold recently, mate, Gustafsson is absolutely murdering everywhere. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But you know, <clears throat> Rockhold has to do something. He's got to reinvent himself somehow. Yeah. Um, just because he's now at the back of a of a pretty busy queue at middleweight. Mm. Um, and to be fair to him, I think he'd make 205 quite comfortably because he's fucking massive. Yeah, he is he's huge. absolutely huge. He is huge, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, but then stand him next to Gustafsson mm. and he's, suddenly he's not huge anymore. Mm. Likewise with Bispin. So it's, um, it's going to be an interesting few months for this division. It's good that they're moving around because we're going to see more bigger fights, if you like. Because I think a lot of the middleweights have fought each other now. A lot of the light heavies, these these weight divisions do need a bit of a shake-up. And what better way than seeing Rockhold and Bispin go up to light heavy and suddenly the UFC have got this whole new thread of, you know, uh, of of headline and five-round fights that they haven't had before. So I'm all for it. 
Um, I think, but I think Gustafsson quite comfortably comes into him champ, and I think once DC fights Stipe in the summer, regardless of the outcome, he won't be coming back down. No. back down to fight Gustafsson. So then so the narrative Gustafsson becomes yeah, but the, full champ. Yeah, but I don't think they'll do it straight away. I think what they'll do is make the John Jones comeback. Well, thing. If, if that's what'll happen, won't it? Because and that's what Gustafsson wants because. Yeah. They've already said that, you know, Gustafsson's been on record many times saying that to him, the win over John Jones means everything because he still credit, he still sees John Jones as the champ. He still says no one's beat John Jones. So for me, of this era, hmm. the best light heavyweight on the planet it remains John Jones. He I want to beat John Jones. Well, he did. A lot of people think he did beat John Jones. Yeah. Very close. Very close fight. Certainly the, the only man to hate John Jones. Took John Jones down. Hmm. Beat John Jones' ass. But it was a hell Can of a I just fight. say, for people that don't know this, right, if you if you listen to everything that we put out on Fight Disciples, so you listen to the boxing stuff, you'll know that when we talk Tony Bellew, this guy goes fucking nuts, right? So there's a couple of things on our boxing show, and obviously uh, there's an interview there with Tony Bellew from his fantastic efforts in the world of boxing this week. When we talk Alexander Gustafsson, this kid's chase fa- uh, his face changes. He even named his son, his firstborn, after Alexander Gustafsson, true didn't story. you? Th- true that story. is a true story, right? So... Nick's, Nick's boy is Alex, and the reason why he's called Alex is because you're an Alex Gustafsson fan. To be fair, your missus is as well. Yeah, yeah. Big fans of uh, the, the big Swede. So that whenever we speak about him, I'm not saying you're biased, right? I'm not saying you're biased, but you do, you know what I mean? You get stuck into it, of don't you? You do. I've, I've always had a good relationship with Alexander Gustafsson and his whole team out of Sweden, you know, ever since I covered them and May full time for a long time. And um, they were always interviews I really look forward to. and. No, now I've still got a good relationship, certainly with his coach. Not necessarily much with Alex no more, but it's. Um, you know, I think he's one of the best European MMA fighters we've seen that hasn't won a version of the UFC title, and hopefully this is um, these, this move from DC will allow that to happen. And I think line them up: Rockhold, Bispin, the lot, Gustafsson wipes the floor with a lot of them, mm. and hopefully he gets to lift that belt this year. And you know what? I hope he gets to lift it before John Jones comes back because knowing Alex, he will only. He will stick around to fight John Jones. He will want that John Jones win on his on his slate, probably more than even the UFC belt, which mm. is crazy. But mm. he deserves it. Talent-wise, he deserves to be UFC mm. champion. Mm. Could be interesting to see how this all pans out. Rocco Gustafsson, Bispin now trying to get himself in the mix. It's amazing, isn't it? When a champion starts fucking off, everybody comes out of the woodwork from the weight category below yeah. going... All oh, right, there's a believable path now, is there? Yeah, right, yeah. go on then. We'll have a piece of that pie. Well, for Rockhold, obviously, he's been he's because of their gym. Because of AKA, Kane was the heavy, DC was the light heavy, yeah. Rockhold was the middleweight, Khabib was the lightweight. They've all kind of got their own, and they were never going to fight each other. And now I know Rockhold's left AKA to go over to Florida to start a different camp. Uh, I presume he's still there, even though he lost his last fight. Um, because DC is moving up to heavy, it, it opens the door for him for, to go to light heavyweight now, anyway. So, you know, it, it makes sense. It probably means Kane's probably never coming back, mm. um, which is no surprise. He's. Knackered, anyway. Um, but DC, that's it. DC at the heavyweight. I think we'll lose a draw. DC could retire this summer anyway. Because mm. his body's knackered too. I know we've mentioned stuff a couple of times. Have you watched any of it now? You still not watched any of it? I haven't watched any of this Fuck season. Fuck no. There's a kid in there that looks like Napoleon Dynamite. Have oh, I've seen him? that kid. Yeah, yeah. The albino black kid. Uh, well, he's got like a ginger. Um, 
He looks. He looks. He ginger looks, afro. He's got. Yeah, ginger yeah. Afro. He looks African American to me, but he's got white hair and he's got white. He's got ginger hair. Yeah, yeah. White skin and ginger hair. Yeah, yeah he's, yeah. he's mad. Absolutely yeah, yeah. mad. Looks like Napoleon Dynamite. There's the lad. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's nails though, isn't he? Yeah. He's, I think he's. I think he's. Is he the favourite? From dipping into it, I say I haven't watched the whole season yet. I watched it the other night after after Jane and the kids went to bed. I watched it. I put it on and I watched about twenty five minutes before I started dozing off. So mm. uh, this, as you know, just the problem when you've got young kids mm. it catches up with you. Uh, but from the narrative I could get from that little insight in, I thought, okay, this kid's clearly the the producer's favourite. Okay. So you you can always tell with tough when people are getting a lot of air time. You mm. think two reasons. Either you're going all the way in this tournament or this is your episode to go out. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't go out in that episode, so I'm, I'm presuming he's, he's the kid to keep an eye on. The um, Just on your, when you were talking about DC potential retirement and stuff, watching him coach, he's fucking brilliant. Sensational. Yeah, he's absolutely outstanding at coaching and like just tiny little things like l- the smallest of movements that he's encouraging fighters to obviously adapt to, to in- incorporate into their game. He was doing this thing on how you open up uh, for a big right hand by using leg kicks is what he was doing. He was doing like this little coaching panel with the, one of his fighters. And I was like, all right. And then I got my son, four-year-old, and went, I'll just try this with him. <laughs> so you leg kicked your yeah, four-year-old? So I was leg kicking my four-year-old, and it did. It opened up the gap, and I could have landed it. <laughs> I could have done it. Teddy was wide open. Yeah, yeah. I left it, though. I left it, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want the wife to come back down and him to be absolutely sparkle on the floor. <laughs> I'll just let him whack me instead. But he's brilliant. He is a brilliant, brilliant coach. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I know he's a great analyst and a great yeah. commentator and all that type of stuff. And I'm sure that's where the dough is. Yeah. But I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he did keep his fingers into a gym just to help some kids coming through. Or some I just think top th- class. it's coming up this August. There's nothing they're going to announce the new TV deal, whether they're on, whether they're going to stay with Fox or go to CBS or NBC or wh- wherever, wherever they, or even digital, uh, wherever it's going to be. And I think by now, because DC has got so much. Um, so much back catalogue with Fox and he, he's been so trusted on the desk. Wouldn't surprise me if someone's already said to him, listen, after this fight in July, the new deal starts, then you come with us and you can be our front man, you can be our colour guy, whatever it is. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he was locked in already. Hmm. Um, it just feels like the perfect time for the two-time Olympian, the, former light, yeah, the current light heavyweight champion to go, bang, there's me. I was undefeated as a heavyweight. I'm still undefeated as a heavyweight. I'm now the heavyweight champion. And I'm riding off into the sunset. What a way to go out that would be. No, absolutely, man. Uh, right, this weekend, are we rolling? Let's do it. Let's get stuck into UFC 224. Two, we are off to Brazil. Uh, Nunes Pennington is the top of the bill. Um, but there's also some there's some tasty little cards in there, right? Um, especially if you're a Bellator fan, because there is a technical Bellator fight on the on the card in Vita Belfort versus Leocho Machida. Uh, I'm sure that you'll be dead excited about that particular knock, which we'll get to later. We'll start with the girls, though, shall we? We'll start with uh, the bantamweight champion, uh, the lioness herself, Amanda Nunes, fighting at home. We love Amanda Nunes. Everything about Amanda Nunes is brilliant. She lit up Ronda Rousey in a way that maybe, I don't know, did we expect it? Maybe not in the manner that she did it, but we expected her to come through it without any shadow of a doubt. And she was absolutely tremendous. Taking on Raquel Pennington, Rocky Balboa. Yep. Uh, the number two in the division. It's uh, it's a great knock, but I'm, I can't back against fucking Amanda Nunes, mate. She's fucking unreal. Unless, I mean, last time, she's, she's had this sinus problem, hasn't she? Which maybe affects her breathing. Whether that's still there or not, I believe that she's been operated on and everything's supposed to be tickety-boo. Her uh, camp's supposed to have been absolutely tremendous. They say this anyway all the time, don't they, on various social medias and embedded episodes that we go, end up going watching. 
Um, but I can't see anything else than an Amanda Nunes stoppage here. No, it's it's hard to look past Amanda Nunes because she's absolutely sensational. I think she, because she's been out for such a period of time as well, yeah. I think she's going to want to put on a performance in front of her home yeah, fans and she's going to light this kid up. Make a bit of a statement, yeah. And, um, you know, there, because was, the narrative there of, was talk about this being Nunes versus Cyborg. Yeah, well, that's the narrative, isn't it? It was supposed to be her moving up to Featherweight to take on Chris I would Cyborg, not be surprised so. if there's something off the back of this that they're Cyborg will be gi- it. Yeah, giving it a little bit in the yeah, afternoon. Cyborg will, be, Cyborg will definitely be cage side on Saturday night, and I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they got it inside the octagon to do a bit of a, a, a bit of a head-to-head. Um, Nunes doesn't necessarily need it. You know, Nunes is the you know defending bantamweight champion and looks like she could fucking defend this bantamweight championship forever. Um, but... Money talks at the end of the day, and I think here is in, Cyborg man. in Brazil. Yes, two Brazilian has women, to be in Brazil. two Brazilian champions going at it. That's a stadium in Brazil. It'd be fucking absolutely massive over there. Mm. Um, so I think they're testing the water really with because the, they've done Cyborg headline in Brazil before. They obviously wanted to get here over to Brazil to see if Nunes is a draw in Brazil as well. She's fought most of her uh, certainly the championship career in Las Vegas. So they'll test the water this weekend. I think if they do good numbers this weekend as well, then um, absolutely it's got to make sense that here versus Cyborg for the featherweight belt would be huge. Potentially, certainly the biggest fight in Brazilian women's MMA. Maybe the biggest fight in women's MMA period. Mm. Um, oh, there's two, no question about two that. Two champions coming out. You know, we've had some big celebrities in there. You know, Rousey was in some huge fights. Yeah, but what and, was it? What was her moment where everybody was getting giddy as fuck about? I mean, all right, they went down to Australia for the Holly Holm fight, and that sold major tickets. It, it did, did some yeah, massive, yeah. massive numbers because it was Ronda, and obviously then we ended up getting a spectacle off the back of it, where Holly Holm ended up knocking her out. Yeah, Ronda's comeback probably caught the imagination of a lot of people. But in the in the female game, for me. Cyborg Nunes now, off the back of the fantastic work that Ronda did in building the the women's divisions up and getting eyeballs onto the sport, people are more knowledgeable now. People know about these girls now. They know what they're all about. In Brazil, they've always been knowledgeable. They always know their shit. Like you've just said, this could be a stadium fight. It could do major, major numbers. I personally think that is the biggest female fight of all time, potentially. Yeah. And I think Amanda Nunes, first and foremost, just makes a statement this weekend and that makes that happen. Uh, I haven't seen any countdown shows yet, but I'm hoping... I'm hoping the UFC have finally tweaked onto that LGBT pink pound because you've got two, not only two openly gay women in this fight the weekend, but two women who are in relationships with other UFC fighters. So obviously Amanda Nunes is dating Nina Ansaroff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and Pennington goes out with Tesha Torres. Mm. Like they, I think they're engaged, in fact. Are they? Yeah, so you've got these, this is an amazing storyline. We've got two partners training their partner to fight in a headline and fight for the UFC title. If this was mixed mixed um, mixed relationships, if yeah. this was like yeah, maybe you know, you're right. Ronda Rousey and their boyfriend against, you know, Misha Tate and who was going out with Brian uh, whoever Brian whatever his name was. Basically if if you had two guys going at it, let's say Stipe and DC and their wives were you know, yeah, yeah, Ronda yeah, yeah. and Amanda Nunes, it'd yeah, be yeah. fucking massive. Yeah, you're it'd right. be literally pouring out of every orifice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for this, don't get me wrong, we've been wrapped up in boxing for the last week especially, but I haven't seen too much yet on Nunes and her partner and Pennington and her partner because all four of them are UFC athletes. All four of them are competing against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're training hard every day. It must be like they, their minds must just be so focused on the octagon, it's unreal. Hmm. Well, as you just said, Tisha Torres is training for Johanna Jadraja. Exactly. So that, like... You've said this on many occasions, mate. When Grasp she... that pink pound. Even this, before... The UFC freaks me out because in what other sport, in what other sport worldwide, do they champion LGBT community? 
with with to the effect that they've got these superstars in these openly openly gay relationships. No other sport has really pounced on it. Like in in football over here, you have the rainbow laces, then it's all pride stuff and everything else. But you could still couldn't need an openly gay footballer. No. None of them's come out. No, no, no. And they fucking must be in the Premier League. They must be all over the football league because they are, but they still can't come out. This is fight sports. This is UFC, which twenty years ago was thought as barbaric that no one should be associated with. It surprises me why UFC haven't gone. Fucking let's change our logo to a rainbow logo. Let's go. Yeah, we're gay. We're proud, and our champions are gay and proud. It's fantastic. Mm. I, because it's a global sport as well, and the, the amount of support globally from the LGBT community, they'd be like, you know what? That's fucking our sport because they're our people, like lesbian, gay, whatever. They're celebrated in this sport. No one's looked down upon. They celebrate the fact that they're there. The UFC are missing out on this opportunity for me. They did it when Nunes fought Ronda. It's crazy They've though. They've never they really done, pounced on it because these are guys that specialize in the Hollywood narrative. So why the fuck haven't they jumped on it? Exactly. It it, it, it baffles me. It baffles me that they don't do like a special pride show or whatever every year and celebrate the fact that some of their biggest stars are openly gay. It's brilliant. Mm. Fantastic. Bring the ping pound in. It's it's mad. It, it's mad how they haven't jumped on it. And you know what? Hopefully this week's UFC two two four countdown shows. They will because exp- they're not hiding it. Don't get me wrong; they're not like pu- pushing on no, the no, carpet. No, 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 But they should be fucking celebrating it. This whole entire event should be covered in glitter. That's how I would do it. Be amazing. Bit of a stereotype there. A glittered octagon. Is that what you're going for? Probably. Yeah, that is a massive stereotype. Fucking here, hell, Mardi Gras may- rocks up here. May- at Ringwalk. May- maybe a ri- maybe a uh, maybe a. A rainbow octagon. That would yeah. be sensational. Fucking Liberace playing the bloody <laughs> piano in the corner as <laughs> everybody's coming in. There, yeah. Big ins. Drag queens. Big ins. Drag queens. Big ins bringing them all in. Come on, lads. <laughs> Drag queens instead of ring car girls. Fucking hell. Go for it, man. There you go. Go balls deep. <laughs> Nobody's or going not. balls deep. It is a... What I do love about things like this is when the UFC take this to a particular town, city, as we're experiencing, obviously, with UFC Liverpool at the end of the month, they then look around, who's the biggest stars from these countries? Let's get them on the undercard. So you've got Amanda Nunes, obviously, uh, the, the name that they're trying to push uh, with the Brazilian crowd. Not that it needs pushing. Everybody knows who she is. Uh, but on the undercard, they've gone for one of the, uh, the hometown favourites in Jacare as well, Ronaldo Souza. Uh, taking on Kelvin Gastelum. Remember Kelvin? He's the guy that went out to Japan uh, and on a couple of weeks' notice, had a little bit of a knock with uh, the one and only Michael Bisping. Other China. way around. Yeah. Was it China, China that it was? China Sorry, was, I apologise. Yeah. Yeah. Shanghai. Shanghai. Shanghai, of course yeah. it was Shanghai, yeah. Uh, and he ended up sparking Spark Bisping uh, off the back of Bisping losing to the GSP. The stock is rising for Kelvin Gastelum. The guy has got power. Should he be at this weight? Probably not, because he still looks a little bit fleshy. He could probably go down if he really, really wanted to. But fuck it, whilst he's knocking dudes out at £185, why should he go anywhere? And uh, he's got a major opportunity for a massive scalp. Jack, this is a big fight for Jack Ray, man, because yeah, man. he's been on the slide. He needs to do the business. Um, but taking on a guy that has just knocked out the former UFC middleweight champion, this could be an absolute screamer. Yeah, it, it could be. And, uh, you know, Jack Ray's lost two fights by knockout in the past, so he can be hurt. And uh, last time Gastelum was in Brazil, he actually knocked out Vita Belfort. Um that that result was overturned just because he he was smoking weed, and uh, so he had he had he had marijuana metabolites or whatever it was in his system. Uh, but I think ultimately the way the way Americans go right now and the way the view on CBD and everything else, I think these marijuana overturned marijuana results that we're still doing today they won't be, they won't even exist in the future. I think CBD 
um, and marijuana will be seen as you know not a not a, a sport enhancer, mm. but actually a bit of a career saver. Certainly CBD oil from the from the stuff that I've seen coming out and speaking to from Dan the stuff Hardy. that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could afford it, uh, but speaking to Dan Hardy about it, and he's like, you know, when it comes to pain relief and inflammation relief and all that CBD all can't be touched and it's natural so why why the fuck wouldn't the UFC embrace it or all sports embrace it and I think MMA is going to be quite pioneering in that as well so um, it's a, probably a podcast for a different day but you know what I fancy Gastelum he's, he's been to Brazil he's fought a legend before and he knocked him out regardless of the fact it was overturned I think Jacare has got to take him down and got to take him down quick 100% but I just think Gastelum's hands are fast man he's so fast for the middleweight yeah. and Jacare's background is jiu-jitsu I know he's a beast but his background's jiu-jitsu and I think if Gastelum lands he lands heavy and he'll finish the fight we, we could get some serious knockouts I mean there's certain cards obviously that we go a little bit crazy for and tell you to get involved uh, by watching this in the early hours of uh, the morning here in the UK um, but as I look down the list here and we've mentioned Amanda Nunes, striker. She'll ne- she, I reckon she's winning by a stoppage. You look at the next, obviously the core men there that we've just been talking about with Jack Ray and Gastelum. Gastelum's hands are so fast and yeah. heavy. I, I agree with you. I think he could chin um, Jack Ray. I look further down the list. John Lineker's not shy at throwing, sh- throwing shots, is he? He absolutely loves a knockout. Just a bit. So Very heavy hands. For we could be dude. getting some knockouts of the year this weekend, man. Yeah. And even the guy Lineker's fighting as well, like uh, Brian Keller. He's got heavy hands too, so... That's a, that's a little bit of a punch fest, that one. Vitor versus Machida. <laughs> Fighters formerly known as Vitor Belfort. Loyal Sponsored to by Bellator. Exactly, yeah. That's a, it's a leg-ends match to end all leg-ends match. Um, I'm still in... Do you know something? Oh, man, I, I'm I still can't wait to see it. it. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. It's kind of like a, it's like a perverse one, in it? You're like, oh, I can't wait to see that fight. Really? You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really going to change anything, but... There's something about it, the fact that these are two legends, they're fighting in Brazil. So, the, yes, the, the careers are coming to a close now, but that doesn't mean for a second that either of them want to go out with a loss mm. in Brazil. Mm. So it's going to be exciting while it lasts. The bizarre thing is that these two guys have, have never fought before because they've been around the sport for the same period of time. What, not in any in other franchise the either? Divisions. Vita Belfort and, uh, and uh, the Dragon Machida, they've never fought before, no. I didn't Which know that. I knew crazy. that they hadn't done it in the UFC. I thought that they might have come across well, each other I mean. some of the they, point. They've been active, you know, right, right across the board, across, you know, for basically two generations of the sport. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've they've never actually fought before, so it's going to be interesting uh, just to see what either of them's got left because both of them, again, they haven't got much left compared to where they were before. But um, Machida's always been spectacular and always had. Um, you know, brought something completely different to the sport, and and Vita Belfort's always been a threat. So I think they're meeting each other. They could have fought ten years ago, and it would have been absolutely pay per view gold. Mm. Now it is what it is. It kicks off. It kicks off the the main card of a pay per view event. Mm. Um, but you know what? If I was in Brazil this weekend, I'd be fucking really looking forward to it. Mm. Just to, it's kind of like a tick that one off the list, isn't it? I've seen those two guys fight, and this is how their styles matched up. They're both probably nearly 50 now, but it is what it is. It wouldn't surprise me if both took the gloves off and put them in the centre of the octagon afterwards. Maybe. Is there anything else catching your eye on this particular card for people to stay up in the early hours of Sunday morning to have a nose yet? Um, I think some of the um, some of the early fights on the, on the Fight Pass previews, Taylor Lettuce against Jack Hermanson's could be an interesting fight. Uh, Wally Alves, Sultan Aliyev... Um, it's a bit of a hardcore card, early early doors, mm. like a lot of the Brazilian fights one, Brazilian ones are as well. So, 
Uh, I think the main card's probably why most people will be most people be staying up. Um, but it's interesting. Um, that the Santos Ezekiel De Santos or whatever his name is, he's fighting um, Sean Strickland, and Sean Strickland knows how to upset fights. So that wouldn't be surprise me if that was kind of interesting as well. But mm. this is all about the main card. It's all about Vita Belfort, Lyoto Machida. It's all about John Lineker's power against Brian Keller's power. Mackenzie Dern, the undefeated strawweight, she's on there as well. She's got a bit of a gimme against Amanda Cooper. Mm. Jacare Gastelum fireworks, and then I think Nunes puts on a bit of a, a bit of a clinic. Bit of a statement. Should be a cracker. Uh, that's all happening in the early hours of Sunday morning here in the UK. Make sure you check it out, UFC 224. Now, before I clear off, um, I just want to, uh, yeah, maybe poke a little bit of fun at my mate here, right? Because um, there are certain people um, that do podcasting, YouTube channels and all this type of stuff, and they get quite uh, naggy and a little bit arsy about everybody else's work that's going out and about, right? Now, at this moment, you know full well that we are nominated for um, Best Sports Podcast here in Great Britain. Second year running nominated. Won it last year. We're the reigning champions, so we're attempting to defend our crown. But we're up against some fantastic uh, talent as well. And there's a there's a Listener's Choice Award that you can, if you want to, you can go and vote for us. Uh, you may have seen a tweet from me personally at the weekend saying, listen, go and vote for our mates on that particular thing because we like to celebrate other people's work. We believe that there is room for everybody in this field. There's a lot of shit out there. There's a lot of good out there. So I want to go out there and celebrate this stuff. All right. So if there's uh, a, a different boxing podcast or a different MMA podcast that you listen to, I'm fully supportive of that because they yeah. all provide different stuff. Some are straight. Some are really hilarious like us, uh, and some uh, do, they, they, they all fill a void, right? Now, I'm on other podcasts. Yeah. Nick's on other podcasts. Now, here in the UK, um, this is, I know that I'm teaching you to suck eggs if you are in the UK, but there's a there's two major sporting radio stations. I work for one, Nick works for the other. Uh, Nick is uh, one of uh, the faces of the MMA podcast, which is uh, out at this moment. Uh, and he hosts it with his boyfriend, uh, Dan Hardy. You know, we've been talking about LGBT. These boys are out and proud. Uh, <laughs> I've got to see him in Liverpool, I know, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. He's going to get me in some type of choke. <laughs> anyway, they do a podcast together, um, the MMA podcast on Five Live. I encourage you to go and listen to it because it's a real good insight. Dan's absolutely brilliant. Nick's absolutely brilliant uh, going through what they go through. But last week, imagine my... Imagine, right... My surprise were that particular podcast. Now, don't get me wrong. They have a laugh. Of course they have a laugh. That's what they do. They're, they're friends. They have a little bit of a smile about various things. But because it's the BBC, it's normally classes of what you class as a, a knowledgeable podcast, an informative podcast. We're going to give you the insight to stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm having a little bit of a listen to this show, trying to get a little bit of extra knowledge from Dan and Nick. Then all of a sudden, right? Then all of a sudden, a little bit of creativity comes out on this particular show. <laughs> My colleague here, Nicholas Pete, starts. <laughs> I wonder where this is going. Starts, starts reading. Away with this. Starts reading a poem <laughs> on this podcast, and this poem was a, cre- a poem. A poem was 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 all about that cut that we were talking about on last week's show. Do you remember the cut? Who's the who's the geezer that whose face was it on? Jack Mason. On Jack Mason's face, he had an absolute horrible cut over his eye. It only ended up having 14 stitches, but it was horrific. We've retweeted it. It's on our social media. Nick's written a poem to this particular cut, knowing full well that that shit should be on this show, right? 
He should be bringing the creativity here, the fun's here, son. This is where the fun's at. This is where the parties are. Nick is basically making his escape route. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he's thinking to himself, I'm going to hold back some of this creativity for my mate Dan. That's what I'm going to be doing. And I'll bring it to that show. Oh, yeah. Your card is marked, mate. It took me all of five minutes to write that poem. Yeah. In fact, I didn't write it, I just thought of it in my head. It was more of a limerick than a poem, let's be honest. Freestyling. Wasn't, uh... Writing poems about cuts now, are we? I know, exactly, yeah. Hey? Exactly. Yeah. Well, we talked about, the, the problem was, we talked about the cuts and we'd <clears throat> dissected it, started the week on Fight Disciples. Yeah. So by the time Where I got to the studios, by the time I got to the studios later in the week, yeah. and I knew they wanted to talk about the cut, I thought, well, I've already talked about it on Fight Disciples. Oh, right, so so I don't said... talk about it twice, so I'll come up with something a bit more... Oh, creative, yeah. Creative. A bit more good, yeah. <laughs> Put it on there, sure, did you? Right. Okay. Uh, you can listen uh, to Nick's poem uh, because this is another thing as well. Even though he created it, I we, I don't have the copyright to put it on this fucking show <laughs> because he's giving it to someone else. The knobhead. <laughs> so if you want to listen to it, I'm going to have to promote the other show that you're on now. <laughs> MMA, it's the MMA podcast, isn't it? From the, the BBC MMA, Five Live. Go and check MMA it out. Show, yeah. See, we're not fucking... But we're not precious about this type of thing. Go and have a listen to all types of stuff. The more, the merrier. That's, Absolutely. That's what we say. Just as long as the creativity comes to this show, Nick. Listen, I the just... one that you actually own, Nick. <laughs> have this for free, lads. Here's some fucking viral gold. Have some of that. Did you get paid for that? No, I didn't. I could just give it him. You fucking what? The awards come to this show. That's what matters. Ah, oh, there's his comeback. There it is. Yes. Um, anyway, there you go. You can go and have a listen to that. And there's loads of other stuff as well. Uh, on all our social medias, make sure you check them out. At Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've got a YouTube channel there as well, uh, of which we are going to be absolutely smashing the living daylights out of as we build up towards USC. 20 days to go. 20 Countdown's days on. from today. Uh, do, do you know what I loved the other day on uh, Till's Instagram? I, I, I love him on Instagram in, just in general, just keeping me up to date with everything that's going on, right? And on his Instagram the other day, just he just posted one thing on his Instagram story. It might have been Saturday night, actually. We might have been sat in the bar when I saw this. He was in his car outside the Echo Arena. Just him on his own. He was in his car outside the Echo in the middle of the night. It was dead. There's nobody there. Pitch black. He's filming it. And on his car uh, uh, player system, Phil Collins in the air tonight. He's right? getting ready, is he? Yeah. yeah. And you could just hear the drums. That's his walkout music, just in case you're wondering what I'm doing. He's getting into it. But he was just sat there outside the Echo Arena going, and then all it said in the top corner was something like 22 days or whatever it was, yeah, something yeah. like that, counting it down. Man, that's like Rocky Till's shit. Re- eh? Till's ready, baby. That's like Rocky shit in Rocky 1 where he goes to the venue before the fight. He's ready. He's been in, uh, mate, he keeps posting stuff. He's been in the venue. He's getting a vibe for it. There, yeah. He's taking it seriously. He's, Absolutely. Uh, he's, 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 he's mate, embracing everything about it. You only it. need to go down to Calbon and see how seriously he's taking it. You know, he's fucking zoomed in for this fight. He knows this is his big moment. So you fight the number one guy in the world. If you're not 100%, then you'll get, you're going to get fined out. So fail to prepare. Prepare to fail. And believe me, he's he's prepared. <sighs> It's going to be a smoke show. I absolutely can't wait. By the way, way, on that, uh, Nick put a tweet out this week. Um, It's an afternoon show. Yes, yes. So I I got a little bit of a revelation there, a little bit of an exclusive. The UFC, they weren't happy actually that they put it out because they weren't ready to put it out. But you know what? Tickets were starting to be distributed and I'd I'd seen, you know, my tickets came that I bought for family and it said on there, doors open half past one. So I kind of got a notion and then I was speaking to speaking to some people at the Beeb. Um, there was no one at UFC, it was people at the Beeb who, who were speaking to me about the live broadcast and stuff and they were like, 
you know, it's an early afternoon show. And I was like, oh, right, okay. I don't even, I don't know. I didn't know that. But the world probably doesn't know that. So that's why I banged it out on our Twitter. Um, but yeah, the the show, I think the doors open at half past one. First fight at like two, half two. Mm. They're planning to have Darren Till ring walk uh, with, with, uh, with Wonder Man at 8 p.m. Which means by 9 p.m. It'll be completely wrapped up. We're all down Pop World, down Concert Square, it, lad. That's yeah. where we are. We're out and about come nine o'clock, yeah. So, um. They're the best shows, them, aren't they? F- every fucking fight event should be after Should noon. be done by nine o'clock. Every single one. Let's get out on the lash. Every single one. What time did we rock out of that club on uh, on Saturday night? And Bell, you still hadn't done a press conference. It must have been 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And he still hadn't got shh, to the press conference. Shh, but why is fucking listening? <laughs> I went to bed after the show, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking idiot. So uh, <laughs> that's I, I, every event for me. Mm. I love it. I think it's fucking fantastic, and I think it's because one of the fact it was a fight disciple that put me on it because I was like, I think it's because they've done uh, international markets before, and this timing on a Sunday morning for because um, obviously it's Sunday night in Liverpool. Sunday morning is a good time for viewers in North America because for some reason with the Sunday morning, mid-morning type good viewer numbers, people are chilling out at home, blah, blah, blah. But also one of the fight disciples come on and went, actually, Nick, it's the NBA playoffs on Sunday night as well. So it would be perfect for them to put UFC on live and then straight into the playoffs coverage. Um, like, wow, right, okay, nice bit of information there. There you go. Knowledge is the bomb. Yeah, so it's too. an afternoon show. Um, and we're going to be there all week anyway, so make sure you're all over our social media. You're at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, of course. You can subscribe to this on iTunes. Please do so, and if you do, uh, and you like what we're doing, I'm not going to beg you for it, but if you do like what we're doing, stick a five-star review on the uh, iTunes chart, please, because it helps us with our visibility in that chart, and therefore more people can come to the party. Uh, and you can get your Android feed on our website, fightdisciples.com. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard... Subscribe via iTunes.